Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. Okay, so first of all, number one, I want to welcome you, Lisa Harding, to the podcast, The Real Deal. I'm really glad that you're here. And uh, you have listened to The Real Deal and been a real supporter of mine. So thank you for that. And before I ask you the questions, because you know that they're just rapid fire, and um, people will be learning a little bit about you and your voice and mine just to kind of get used to it. But before we begin, because I don't want to forget, I personally am looking at you right in the eye. I love you so much, and I honor who you are and what you carry in the kingdom. And I'm really grateful for the time that you would take time to fly to the Midwest to be here and that we could squirrel away at the cabin and take time. And I... Um, you have been a vital lifeline for me in my faith, in my family, and I would be wrong to not honor you before we just start. So I love you like crazy, and thanks for being my friend. Thank you. I appreciate it. Gift. Yeah, I really appreciate you. So, <clears throat> would you say, off the top of your head, introvert or extrovert? Introvert. Are you coffee or tea? Tea. Dog, cat, either, neither? Not cat, reluctantly dog. <laughs> Morning bird or night owl? Night Owl. Books or movies? Mm, movies, maybe. Silence or music? Silence. Leaned in or laid back? Leaned in. Are you passenger or driver? I'm driver. And eat at home or dine out? Oh, dine out, baby. Okay. All right. So you, Lisa, you know that this podcast is called The Real Deal. Real Deal and my dad always taught us to be the real deal. Richard Dean was his name, and he would just see be the R.D., the real deal. And then he had always little, little phrases that he added, like <clears throat> the real McCoy, the genuine article, leather should be leather, wood should be wooden, shouldn't be fake, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't know how many of those little things were sowing a seed in me to just be me. And I think all kids go through a little bit of that morphing and trying to decide if they want to be like X, Y, or Z. But for the most part, I've enjoyed being me. So I think we know authentic people and people who I guess the world would call as posers. So Lisa, tell me if there's somebody that's the real deal to you because it's a way for people to understand what I mean by real deal because it'll be something for you that might be different. So who pops into your mind? Mm -hmm. Is there somebody that comes to mind like they're the real deal and I think they've been authentically, like my dad told me, the real McCoy, the genuine article, <laughs> you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. who, who would that be for you? Or an example. You can have more than one. Yeah. I think absolutely my husband tag yeah. would be the real deal yeah. in so many ways for me. Um, what you see is what you get with him. There is no pretense. There's no underlying motive or manipulation or trying to control an agenda nope. with this man. He is just simple and pure and honest and good. And he's um, not focused on himself. He is so incredibly a, a servant to our family, um, not just professionally and, you know, bringing home the bacon kind of thing. Yeah. But he just serves our family um, with his wisdom, mm -hmm. with his wit, mm -hmm. you know, with, with his fidelity, his presence. Yeah. All those things yeah. make him the real deal to me. And he is my very best friend. Yeah. And I tell him you're my favorite person. Yeah. Um, because he is that too. And you know, I, and I know I'm not trying to jump on your explanation of the real deal, but your husband to me when you know somebody's secure with who they are or that they don't need to be the star of the show, mm -hmm. they ask about you. Oh, yeah. They wonder about he you. Pursues. They are really 
um, interested in your answer. Right. They will follow back and maybe call in two months or whatever. Uh, Tag always makes me feel seen. Yeah. He always makes me feel heard. Yeah. And when he asks, like, how are you? He doesn't mean, like, I hope your answer is three seconds long. You know what I mean? He's <laughs> yeah, like, he how, wants to know. how are you? What's going on? T- tell me about the whatever. Tell right. me about this, the latest thing you're doing. He's trained as an airline pilot, mm. you know, as an mm-hmm. Air Force pilot. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, I would swear he's had a little counseling training. <laughs> because he knows how to come back around and say, oh, yes, you said that. So so tell me about that. Yeah. What was that like? Yeah. How did that feel? What does that make you think now? He's very good at investigating my heart. Yes. Um, That's a good way to put it. Yep. Drawing me more into relationship, more into thinking harder about things. And he's he's really good at owning his own junk, too. Yeah. He's really good at being able to say, I messed up there and I'm really sorry. I find that very hard to apologize, genuinely. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I apologize and it's because I'm supposed to. That's not all that great, but I see a sweetness in his when he when he feels like he's wronged me in any way. There is a sweetness and a genuineness, mm-hmm. and he's not just and a check in the box because yeah. he's supposed to say he's a heart of humility. He really yeah. means it, and yeah. I love that about him. Yeah. So Tegu, we love you. Okay, so let's go by Teg <laughs> real quickly. Not that the whole real deal audience needs to know this, but so T A G U E. You got it. And you would always say, like in the beginning, Rachel, it's tag, like vague. Don't right. be vague. It's tag. It's not tagu. It's not tag, like on the right. back of your neck. Or yeah. like, what does the name mean? Oops. I don't know. Okay. And how did he get the name? It is an Irish name. Thank you. It's okay. of Irish origin. He is not of Irish origin. Okay. Um, tag was the fourth child born in his family. The second child born as an infant had problems his stomach intestines you know he had bowel issues as a baby i didn't know that and had to be operated on and the doctor who operated on him was named dr tag somebody okay i did know about the doctor somehow but Mm -hmm. i didn't yeah there you go and so his parents heard that and you know next kid out got that name yeah and so So he is not irish but that is where it's from you would it's it's an odd name here People always do a double take. Yeah. I know when people, when they call us and they don't know him and they're like, um, is Taji home? <laughs> no, he's not home for you. You know? Yeah. You know? I can tell you're I a solicitor because you, you don't, don't know, know us. Yeah. yeah. Um, in, in Ireland, there wouldn't be that uncommon. But yeah. yeah. That's like in a way in Hawaii. Yeah. You don't get the, hi, Mrs. Ein and I, I was wondering if, I'm like, okay, you don't know who <laughs> we are. You don't, you know, you don't know me no matter what. But yeah. Thank you. I, I love yeah. him. He I do is, too. He, I would say too, he is the real deal. He is. Um, and I don't mean that in a judgment way, but we can sniff out, and I think our younger world really sniffs out somebody who's not quite um, at peace with himself, or they're a poser in some way, or they're right. you're trying to imposter in any way. There isn't an imposter syndrome at all. I think Tag is the real deal. So good example. Do you have anybody? Oh yeah, you're going to talk about your mom too. So yeah. I want to say that yeah. too because she's special to you, and she's a Rachel. Okay. For the first time in my entire adult life, I'm living near my mom again. Hmm. I, I lived with her, obviously, through high school, and then I happened to live at home during college. And since then, since I was 22, I've not lived, not only not with her, but not near her. Right. I lived across the country, a thousand miles away. And so this is the first time ever in my grown-up life that I get to live near her. And so I'm seeing the everyday. Mm. And her name is Rachel, just yep. like yours. Yep. So I'm seeing the everyday Rachel. Yeah. Um. I'm seeing her as Rachel instead of as just mom. Mm. I'm watching her as a designer 
and seeing her gifting flourish in ways that I didn't see it as a kid. Yeah. Because to me, she was mom. She was the one that cooked dinner and she's the one that yeah. drove me to school. And Kind of regular know. versus the person. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So just beginning to see the breadth of who she is even more. And she's 80. Yeah. And there's still, it seems like lots of her that I've yet to discover. But you don't have to wonder where you stand with my mom. <laughs> because even if she doesn't tell you specifically, you can read her. Mm-hmm. You can just mm-hmm. see it on her. And she is the epitome of Southern hospitality and yep. politeness. But, you know, you know when you know someone really well, you know, just that little difference yeah. in an expression or something. Yeah. I, I can read her, I think. But she's honest. Yeah. She is direct in a super polite way. Yeah. She just has a way with yeah. words of maybe bringing in a hammer with cotton balls all around it. You know? Oh, that's such a good word. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. She can really Is do there that. anything that, okay, I, this is just my own curiosity because yeah. I know your mom. Um, not well, but we've yeah. had enough interfacing and. Is there anything that with your proximity now and maybe even the more of the regularity of seeing her that surprised you or was new for you? Mm, I think because I always saw her um, as the one who set the standard that taught mm-hmm. me what what was a yes and what was a no and what life should look like in general. That's a heavy job. Yeah. And that's who you see when you look at your mom for a couple of decades. But now I see her as grandma, as great grandma, and I see a humor in her yeah. that I think probably was hard for her to have time for yeah. when she was trying to herd us. Um, so, yeah, I'm loving seeing that in her. That's a little bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. And again, the, the, the design element that my mom's an interior designer. Yeah. And I've seen her finished work yeah. many times, pictures, her own home. I've not ever seen it from talking to the client. Yeah. To turn in the key and let yeah. him back in. Yeah, but now that it's, you're in, you're in process more with yeah. that. You've seen her. Do you have a greater appreciation now of working with her more? Like, not that you didn't appreciate her yeah. before, but is there more of a? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just incredibly surprised at how much she knows. Yeah, I mean, I know she's a brilliant woman, and she has just it seems like unlimited gifts, mm. and I pretty much think if. It, if you need somebody to do something, my mom can do it. Yeah. She can do it. I'm sure yeah. she can do it. Um, but really to watch her live like that, to watch her be a mentor yeah. to young women in her church, to watch her really be a mentor to my own children mm-hmm. and to me, mm-hmm. and to still speak truth and life into my life, even though, I mean, I'm 55, yeah. and she still um, gives a lot of wisdom mm-hmm. um, to me because she has perspective. Yeah, she does. Yeah. And I even remember years ago, so we have known each other for... Michael and Haley were young, so at least 30, 30 years, right? at least, yeah. About 30 years. And when she would come into town, this is when you lived in Minnesota, she would come into town for maybe an extended stay of a weekend yeah. or four days at a time or something. But you guys would have projects, and she oh, would yeah. come in and tackle stuff, and some of it was decorative, some of it was like home and getting things done, mm-hmm. or maybe just helping you out with the, you know, the load of the kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. But she really would come in like a whirlwind and get something accomplished. She, she did come in to kind so of... much energy. Yeah. Right. She yeah. has way more energy even than I do now, even with our age gap. Um, and we tease her and, you know, call her. She's, she's the Energizer Bunny. We, she just yeah. has so much energy. And when she would come to visit all those years ago, she did not come to be served. She did yeah. not come to sit yeah. on a velvet cushion. No. She came to make the velvet cushion. Right. And, <laughs> and put some window treatments on and bring her staple gun. On it. <laughs> yeah. And she would, 
she was always involved in everything. Such a hands-on mm. grandma. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kids think of her as a really fun yeah. grandma. And my kids, I mean, I'm talking about people who are grown-ups today. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, the, and she was a fun grandma. Yeah. Um, hands-on with everything, whether it was, Mom, I'm leaving for three days. Can you handle the chaos? Right. Absolutely. She's got it. Or this room looks like a disaster. What does it need? What color should I do? How can I brighten it up? Yeah. Any Anything. She yeah. just is... So I know her as Mama H. Yes. So tell me the origin of why she was Mama H. I just recently became a grandma, and I know you know that, but the podcast world might not know that. And people automatically are saying, are you going to go by Gigi, Mimi, Grandma, Grams? You know, somebody told me I needed to be Glamma because you got fur and the bling. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but what if I just want to have sweatpants on? It doesn't matter. Okay. (laughs) So I want to know the the Mama, Mama H and why that is. Okay. Because I assume she was younger when she became a grandma. She was very young. And then I also want to make sure I ask you to tell us about your Instagram page and your mom's company together oh. because you're working. Because there may be people that would benefit from that. So okay. give Didn't... us those things. Right okay, great. Um, my mom was is named Mama H, mostly because when she became a grandma, it was with my first child. Mm-hmm. I'm the oldest kid in my family. I was the yeah. first one to have a child. And I had a child pretty early, according yeah. to the rule book. I had a child <laughs> rule when I was 18 and unmarried. Okay. And so, you know, my mother was not an old lady. Right. She wasn't the grandma with the white bun and making cookies. She was living life and doing everything and in her 40s. She sure was, yeah. And so if you are familiar with the show Happy Days, okay, Mrs. Cunningham Never was always called Mrs. C That's right. by the Fonz, right? And... It just seemed like all the other grandma names felt like old lady on her. Mm-hmm. And my last name is my last name was Howell and she did didn't we already had a mama Howell mm-hmm. in the family and it just seemed like shorten that off. Yeah. It was kinda cool. And the Fonz would have said Mama H. Yeah. And that's just kind of where it landed. See, I'm glad I asked. I never knew. Yeah. Mama H. Okay, that there makes you go. so much sense. And what is the Instagram thing in case they follow you or and you're kind of the start up with that because your mom has been doing I'm not going to say old school but she's been doing things for a very long time yes, on has. her own without even needing that necessarily nope. but you've brought a new complexity to the business saying mom we need to be doing this I have just joined working with her in the last year since okay. I moved yep. to Greenville South Carolina which is where she's lived forever and ever and ever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've just joined her and I'm I'm not a, a designer or decorator by trade or okay. by training um, just by DNA affection and, and passion mm-hmm. and um it feels like getting to play and it's mm-hmm. even more fun when you play with somebody else's money yeah and <laughs> and they trust you to do something to their home i would i would never want anybody messing with my house but that's because it's very important to me that the right. color is just such and the yep. texture and the fabric and yep. that it's all important to me but um i just have come alongside her as an assistant slash playmate okay yeah that's so fair. we enjoy collaborating mm-hmm. on projects mm-hmm. together and I don't work full-time with her. I'm okay. definitely part-time. She does the full-time work and I'm there mm-hmm. for the pieces that I can be there because I'm still running and making sure I'm home when the bus right. swings by and, right. and going to football practice and right. stuff like that. Right. And I would tell you the Instagram it's name create. if I knew it. It's Creekside Design. Yeah. But I don't remember about, there's all these little periods. In uh, yeah, I remember that. And we can put that oh. in the show notes anyway. Okay. Creek.side.design. So, and it's just really new because her business is, has been thriving for many, many years, decades, and she's been her, you know, one man show and 
word of mouth is how she's always gotten clients. And she's usually had more clients than she had time Yeah, yeah. Um, because she's good at what she does. And then I came on board and I wanted to do, wanted to honor her a little bit yeah. by saying, look at what she can do. Yeah. yeah. And that wouldn't have occurred to her. Right. So it's a good way to, page. yeah, it's a good way for her to feel like you've come alongside, not changing things, but yeah. maybe adding to something by saying, this I is highlight what I offer. Uh-huh. I want to highlight what she's already doing so well. And just to be able to say, this is a tiny sample of the body of work that she can do. That's how the Instagram page is. Do you know, I think that's one of the roles that you play in the kingdom, no matter what, is you highlight mm-hmm. somebody else's strength and you, you take a spotlight and you point it toward them and, and hopefully give glory to God by going, okay, this is something I want to invest in. This is someone I believe in. This is some way, and I'm going to shine a light on them and let them know that I'm right here. So mm. anyway, you do that really beautifully. Thank you. Really do. Thanks. So we talked about you coming and doing this. Mm. Maybe at the inception of the real deal, seasons ago, seasons ago. So we're on season five, and I've always wanted to interview you. And at first, it was kind of like, well, there's so much to my story that involves all of my children, and sometimes yeah. you kind of protect, or you don't know, or what part of my story bleeds into their story. Mm-hmm. So, how many children do you have? And then we didn't even know if this was going to be topical because you and I right. don't have a topic. No there's so about. much. But I really believe we could talk about loss. We could talk about lane changes. We could talk about, um, you know, learnings along the way. Because, Lisa, when I immediately I think about the designer part and the giftings and the beauty and the decorative, the very first time the Holy Spirit is mentioned in Scripture, it's when he came upon the artisans mm. to start the temple. So never dial that down, ever. Because when somebody, when somebody can create an atmosphere that brings glory to God, it shines right to who he is mm. because he knew it was going to matter. So mm. I think it's neat that you want to even honor your mom because that kind of stuff is is um, from God. It's been a while since it's uh, since I've really leaned into that. Yeah. Um, because I think for many, many years, that's where my gifting is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what makes me feel like I'm alive, right where I need to be. <laughs> right. But it also has always seemed like, well, that's just the frivolous stuff. So focus on the important stuff. And I don't know if I thought the important stuff was calculus or, or I don't know, but it wasn't decorating and it wasn't art mm-hmm. and beauty. Mm-hmm. And, um, but more and more, I, I do feel like I'm not saving lives here, but I'm creating environments that, that bring life, that allow life, that allow relationship, that allow, that bring peace just by the environment itself so that someone can come in and not have the it's, it's already done. They don't have to think about mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. It's just ready to receive and ready for conversation to start. And yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. And if somebody may not be able to articulate it, but they can know if if they go somewhere and it's agitating or it's too mm-hmm. clutter, it's too much clutter and they don't feel right. at home. Or, so it does matter. And I, I believe everything that we're interested in or things that are life-giving to us come from God anyway. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, I agree with you that's there, part sister. of how I feel. So there's a lot of kids and you said you, you're not full-time because you still have to do Football mm-hmm. practice, and mm-hmm. you're doing laundry for young ones, and you're you have a span, and I, do. I don't need that to be the only thing that we talk about, but okay. I do want people to know who you are with that. Okay. So give us a little bit about your background. Well, I'm the mother of seven and the wife of one, and I have a dog, and that's my little crew that um, <laughs> is in and out of my house. And plus, now they've added um, sons-in-laws and grandchildren. But I have seven children. Um, the one that I had when I was 18 is now in her mid 30s. And I get to live by her, yeah, um, which is great because she also lives in the South Carolina 
state and I got to move in close to where mm -hmm, she is mm -hmm. and totally enjoy living next to Megan yeah. and her husband and their daughter. Um, I have another daughter who's five years behind the first one. She's Haley and she lives in Minnesota where she and her husband have just finished several years of her husband being in seminary mm -hmm. and they're getting ready to go um, on the mission field actually to Hawaii yep. to start equipping churches that need to be equipped over there yeah. and for him to be a professor in a new seminary there. Awesome. Yeah. Um, next daughter is Kelsey. She lives in the same city that I do also. Mm -hmm. She and her husband have three children and one more on the way. Yep. And I don't know when this podcast will be broadcasted, <laughs> so I don't know if I can say that or not. Yeah. But there's one more on the way. And um, so I live near her. I yep. live near um, my mom and Megan and Kelsey, and that's it's a treasure, a yep. gift. Yeah. Yep. Um, my fourth child is Joseph, mm -hmm. and he was he was always, always, always around a lot of girls with little yeah. sisters. I can tell you they never feminized him. Yeah. One bit. Yeah. He is all American male. He's military. Um, he is an entrepreneur. He lives yep. in Florida. Mm -hmm. And he's a pilot, mm -hmm. um, by the way, which his daddy is too. Right. Um, and your daddy was. And my daddy pilot. was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we come from a long line of, of pilots. Mm -hmm. um, my next child is Elliot. And she is 23, still lives at home. Yep. She is, of all of us, she is the artist. Yeah. For she sure. is the one that's going to see something in the room or in the world that the rest of us maybe don't pick up mm -hmm. on. And she's mm -hmm. going to um, touch that and expand that. Yeah. Um, she is personally beautiful mm -hmm. and not just like mommy saying that. I mean, right. the chick is gorgeous. Yeah. And, um, and interior. Yeah. I just love who she yep. is. And I so I still get to enjoy her living at home. That's yep. how things have shaken out right now. Um, next is Philip. Philip is 15, almost 16. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 10th grade and, you know, so much bigger than I am. He yeah. is a man of few words. Yeah. Um, but he is a tender-hearted young man. Yeah. He is unusually and amazingly good with all of his nieces and nephews. Yeah. My seven grandchildren are his seven nieces and nephews. Yes. And when he comes in the room, he scoops them up Aww. and loves them and plays with them. And he's genuinely happy to see them. He's genuinely happy to babysit them. Mm. Um, it's It's... It's really a gift that not everybody has. Yeah. And the littles love him. Yeah. Because they can feel it. Yeah. They can oh, totally yeah. feel, you know. He's not like looking at his watch. I'm here to babysit you. Yeah, nice. Nice. Yeah. He, he wow. really loves that. And um, he adds a whole dimension to our family. Mm -hmm. I, um, like I said, he's a man of few words, but when he gets on his video games, I love to overhear that because he, <laughs> that's where he gets passionate. Oh, he's passionate and he comes alive and he laughs mm. and it's, it's just really cool to hear him wow. being himself. Yeah. Yep. And bringing up the rear is Zachary. Zachary's in eighth grade. He is 13, almost 14 in just a few more days. Yep. And he is an athlete, mm -hmm. um, just born an athlete. Yeah. Um, there's not one thing that I did to contribute to that because I can't catch a ball to save my life. I would shy away and what is a ball? Yeah, right. And he loves ball. And he's so good yeah. at all of that. It just comes naturally. He's got a great sense of where his body is in space, and he do flips and yep. you know. And we kind of have teased him and said he's like the mirror of wherever he is because he's going to know everybody. Yep. He's going to be friendly. He's going to chat. Um, he's he's going to make friends and, yeah. and everybody yeah. likes him and he's got a million dollar smile yeah oh boy he sure does and i didn't mention the leader of the pack yeah my husband yep tag and we've been married 33 years uh, my oldest daughter's 36 there's that story again yep early baby in the story 
And so Ted... And he adopted her, correct? He adopted her, yeah. When we got married, mm-hmm. he had um, another old reference. He kind of referred to it as a shake and bake family. That you just... <laughs> People don't know what that is, but it's like when you put... Chicken you rip open the... In a bag. Yeah. And you shake the breading. And then, ta-da, your chicken is yeah. ready to fry. So Instant family. Instant family is what he had. Because when we married, she was three and a half. Mm-hmm. He said vows to me. And then he picked her up and he said things like, today I become your daddy. And he has been um, amazing. It's been amazing to watch him and their relationship over the years. Um, he is a pilot for Delta Airlines mm-hmm. and used to live in, in Minnesota because he was a pilot for Northwest. And then we've lived in Atlanta because he was a pilot with Delta when Northwest and Delta merged. Yep. And now to live near family. He's still a pilot for Delta, but he commutes to work in Atlanta, mm-hmm. which isn't too far. It's a half right. an hour flight. Right. Not bad. Wow. Yeah, wow. he's the love of my life. You know, he is the love of your life. And yeah. You're a great team. He's just my favorite. You're a great <laughs> team. Yeah, and he honors you. And I feel like he lets you do, he, I, in my observation, and I don't mean this in a judgment way, but just as a friend that's walked alongside you guys, I feel like he's never squelched anything, Lisa. He oh, lets no. you do any part of your life. And he I does. think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, he, he gives loves me you. all the room in the world. Yeah. To be me. Yeah. And I I honestly can't think of a time when I have truly felt criticized, Mm. scolded. He is genuinely kind Mm -hmm. to me all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are great together. Yeah. And boy, there are so many places we could go with all of this. But so you have seven children. I do. And you guys were married how long when you decided to expand your family differently than some people do with adoption? If you want to go there, you can. I'm not trying to direct that. But how old are you? And do you even remember some conversation or what? caused you guys to yeah. go because I believe God works in hearts first long before the papers oh, yeah, are signed sure. so what was maybe the conception okay. of adoption um, there's not really a, a moment in right. time when right. we felt like ta-da this is what we should right. do God grew that yeah. okay, in good. our hearts over time um, because we already had five children at the time right. and it looked it didn't look very bright on paper hmm. to add to five children and two mortgages and you know it yep. just was like that yep. we had enough going on and right. adoption's a great idea for someone else but in 2000 and <laughs> adoption's a great idea <laughs> for, for them someone else. michael used to say here i am lord send my wife yes <laughs> i'm like that's not what the scripture <laughs> says baby read it for what it says adoption for someone uh, else okay so Haley and i went to zambia in 2005 so I she was remember. in high school okay. And my church would send teams all over different places in the world. And I remember every time a team would get up there to be commissioned to go to Africa, yeah. I just had this sense of like, I'm missing out again. Mm. There they go. I'm not going. I'm missing Interesting. out. Yeah. yeah. I felt left behind. And so she and I had a chance to go. And we went to Zambia mm. um, in 05, where our eyes were open to things we could no longer be blind to. Yep. We couldn't unsee. Yep. yep what we saw in in Zambia in particular, but in Africa on the yep. continent in, yep. in total. Um, so we came back, like probably most people do, most Americans come back from Africa, changed. To see just the difference in life, um, the difference in what's accessible and available, the privilege that we live mm-hmm. with and take mm-hmm. for granted and mm-hmm. think nothing of. Mm-hmm. Um, those things felt very real, and one of the biggest things that really stuck with me and with her too with the orphanages that we visited yeah. and the children that were really really well taken care of but an institutional setting right. is never going to be better a than a home uh-huh. um, so I'm a lover of babies that's you know mm-hmm. why I had five yeah. um, 
And to see babies that didn't have that, I can't tell you, that just, that tore me. Yeah. And so we really thought when I got back home, this is what we're going to do. We're going to support one of those orphanages. Okay. We're going to support the missionaries that work there. We're going to give to something, something, something. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever I can do things. or whatever. Yes, yeah. very external. Okay, okay, okay. We're going to do something over there, yep. out there. And both of us just kept hearing, I want you to parent African children. Mm. No, Lord, you've <laughs> misunderstood. <laughs> that's not what we were going to, that's not what we suggested. Yeah. But he just continued to gently say, I want you to parent African children. And we thought about it for a long time. Tag would tell you he was the holdout. Okay. That, um, that is something that I felt in my spirit first. Yep. And he said, if you know, if you really feel that that strongly, let's let's really investigate this. Let's talk to anybody, anybody that we know that has ever done this, been there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and we did. And after a little while, he began to feel the same tug. Okay. In his heart that I did. But this is not just a mom and dad decision. When you've got a big family, right, it affects right. everybody. So yep. we had a big bonfire. Mm. We had the five kids around the bonfire with the marshmallows, the whole thing. Yep. And said, okay, we've got a big, big conversation we want to have. Yep. What do you guys think of? And we started talking about bringing the what if one, of this. bringing okay. one child into okay. our home, into okay. our family. Yep. That um, was And they were of an Africa. age where that they were not tiny. So no, it was one was in college. To... Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, the youngest one was nine. Um, and I remember <laughs> Haley, who had been to Zambia with me, said, yep. well, it's about time. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's, That's my truth teller. Yes. Um, and Elliot began picking yep. names. Yeah. I mean, it was just really obvious. And we wanted to go like, hang on, hang yeah, on, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, just so you know, in real terms, this means you're not going to get to buy as many video games as you would otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some... um, and there's not going to be as much mom to go around. And oh, yeah, yeah. They were all completely in. Mm. And so it was not... Maybe a year later that all seven of us, we'd gotten connected to mm-hmm. a baby home in, at this point, Uganda. And through a whole yeah, providential series this, yeah, that yeah. is, yeah, um, God put us in Kampala, Uganda, which is where these two precious little boys mm-hmm. had been born and had been both taken to a baby home in Jinja, just about an hour, hour and a half, okay. maybe away from Kampala. Okay. So we had an opportunity to be in Kampala working with an organization called Passion. And they had decided to go do a, a world tour. And they had asked us, because we'd worked with them for 10 years, years at that point. Yeah, We'd worked with them and we'd just done all kinds of things in every capacity. And you capacity. have the origin of friendship with yeah. them anyway. Yep. Yeah. So they said, we're doing this world tour. Really want you to do the world tour. And we kept saying, nope, that's, that's not our thing. We are going to stay put. We've got too many people in our lives that we just can't right. launch. Okay. Um. But then my husband said, you know, if we did the world tour, we would only do it if it was a place in Africa. Because our hearts were already starting to be drawn towards wow. that. Well, guess what? They had a plan for Kampala, Uganda. <laughs> and so um, all seven of us went to Uganda. We volunteered at the conference for mm-hmm. a week mm-hmm. with college students all over Uganda that were brought in 22,000, I think. Wow. I may be wrong, but um, a lot of a lot of um, Ugandan college students were there, listening to the word worshiping. Yep. Um, yep. It you know just making making our souls even more knit. Yes. To that nation. Yes. Um, to see brothers and sisters. Yes. That yeah, our lives are radically different, mm-hmm. and we love and worship the same Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Um, After we finished with the conference, we drove up to the baby home where we met Philip and Zachary. At this point, we had decided that we were going to adopt two children, not one. Okay. That's because we are not only a big family, we're a white family, we're a really white family. Mm -hmm. Um, We are, you know, blondes and a little bit of strawberry and blue eyes and... Lived um, in the North at the time. Yeah, lived in the North. So we were so, so, so white and we thought it probably wouldn't be kind to have one little black person at the end of the line. Um, there probably needed to be more mm. children mm. so that they would always have one another, always a, a, a sense of um, camaraderie. Yep. And there's some things that I will maybe never be able to offer my black children. And my own blackness was one of the things. I, I couldn't become a black mama. Right, right, right. That's not who I am. But I could make sure that there were black siblings in the family and that that was um, a gift that we wanted. Yep. Um, for anybody that we adopted, we wanted that person not to be alone. So there okay. were two children yeah. that we adopted. We met Philip and Zach and brought them home to the States in November of 08. And at the time they were? One and two. One and two. Yeah. Yeah. They were little guys. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, I knew some of that story, but not every detail. So I'm, I'm really glad I asked because God moved in your heart to do that. And God has moved in your heart in so many ways. But is it true or am I putting words in your mouth? God has worked in Lisa's life, in your life, in so many ways. And many of the times it's through your kids and your family and your husband mm. and, and the things that he wants to teach you or show right. you or grow you. Is, is that fair to say? I mean, I think that's often sure. for a lot of us. You sure. Know. Um, so adoption is one of the big things. Is. And earlier today, we were down at breakfast and mm-hmm. we were looking at this long list of things on <laughs> your list. phone. You could just read it. because like, I am. Listen, everybody, we could have... Um, a series of podcasts with Lisa Harding only because I think any life it's, it's unfair to think that you could have a half hour to an hour podcast and it encapsulates someone's life. There's just no way, but there are chapters in our lives or there are things that have hit us or circumstances that we've, you know, become accustomed to because of either where we live or who's in our family. So do you want to read your list? I can read and you can edit. Okay. You read and we can decide. We can decide. But these are some things that have not just touched your lives, but you know, have been game changers. Yep. In and our you lives. wrote on the plane. These are some things These about are things. me. Because I thought, what am I going to talk? Yeah. What are we going to talk about? Rachel about? Yeah. I thought, well, I'll just start pulling out some things that have been um, key moments or monuments yep. in our family. And um, by the time I got to the end, it was it was a pretty long list. Yep. And so some things that have touched our family. Yep. That then mean I need to invest in. It may not have been my original situation, but I'm brought into it because I'm mom or I'm wife or or whatever. Um, the list is long, and yep. I I told you one of them already. Teenage pregnancy, yep. very familiar with that. It was no easy thing. Um, it's just a hard thing to have a baby by yourself, yeah. and it was super hard in the eighties yep. um, in the church. So anyway, teen pregnancy. Um, we've had marriage struggles in our family. We have had stories of different ones that have experienced sexual abuse, mm-hmm. not from our own family, but mm-hmm. different ones. Um, we've experienced a layoff with the company. Our company went bankrupt, uh, the company my husband worked for. Um, we have some learning disabilities in our home, which means a lot of different ways to manage education. And you're in education for a long time when you're mm-hmm. raising a kid. Mm-hmm. So learning disabilities, dyslexia being one of them, and just other delays that we've had to work with and work through. Mm-hmm. One of my kids has celiac disease. And 
not just like she can't eat the pasta on the menu, just at the regular gluten-free. She has a very, very severe case of celiac disease, so much that it changes her life completely. Her entire home is gluten-free, not just her personal meals. Um, that's been a big thing yeah. for us. Three of us were bitten by ticks and had Lyme disease. We used to live in a very woody, wooded area. Woody yep. area. We, um, yeah, so Lyme yeah. disease has yeah. been not just something that happened and then was done, but something that happened and then had these trailers and tentacles that mm-hmm. just have continued to be present in, in our lives and in our health for a long time. Um, one of my daughters had thyroid cancer just a couple of years ago. So we've been a family that has walked through a child having cancer, an adult child having yep. cancer. Yep. Um, the uncertainty of that, the wrestling with that. She was a pregnant young mother mm-hmm. at the time and the question marks that come with all of that. Um, one of my grandchildren has autism, is autistic, and that's really a new front for us. Yep. Um, it's not something that we've really had much exposure to other than like stories on TV and a friend's kid or, you know, but not in our own home. It touches you. It's new, Mm -hmm. it's new ground to figure out. Um, One of my daughters had literally an emergency birth, an emergency delivery, Um, started labor 30 minutes later, was in the hospital and cord was first and baby almost didn't make it. And that's another thing where you just think, yeah, how close you are to the edge, how fragile life yeah, is, how, how things can change on a dime. Um, one of my daughters is part of the gay community. She calls herself queer, and that's opened us up to um, a different community of people than we probably would have been aware of or, in, right. or would have invested in. Um, we've already mentioned adoption. My dad had Alzheimer's disease, and so for many, many years we watched him slowly be stolen away from us. Mm-hmm. through that mm-hmm. cruel disease mm-hmm. and he passed about um almost two years ago now but that makes an indelible mark yep on you to see the ravages of that disease and we've had mental health issues we've had depression and anxiety that several of us have really struggled with yep um so that's a list that's a list that's a huge list and that's and that's not a made-up list that's no, a that's list my of, list that's, that's your list my yep. family that's seven yep. people and two i mean seven kids and two adults and you know, stir that whole pot, and that's the list that popped out, and probably others I'm not remembering, um, but it's a lot. It's a lot. It's I a don't lot. think of it as that until I look at it's it. It's a it's a lot written down like that, and it's a lot of years, and it's a lot of things. And yes. As you were as you were reading the list to me, I kept thinking, you know, so we've got for the joy set before him, yeah. he endured yeah. the cross, right? Or Consider it all joy, my brothers, when you encounter various trials. These are various. These are many. And it's a little bit like whack-a-mole. Like when you hit one, something else is going to pop up and you hit it and something else is going to pop up. And so I really want to be as honest and open and vulnerable and the real deal because I I don't want this to have like a veneer of Christian talk over it. But I do want to say with that list, what have you learned about Lisa loss, lane changes, mm. or the loving hand of God. Literally, what have, is there something that you know, like that's a core thing in 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 you because of these things? Yeah. Like, I guess you're learning. You're learning well, through sure. this. What is some learning, some takeaway? Because that's a list, Lisa. That's quite a list. That's quite a list. And God was kind to spread it out. Right. Just like he didn't give me seven children all in right. one birth. Right. Um, he spread those out. Right. He spread out these 
crises and these maladies right. over 30 something years, um, which is, that was kind. Yes. Um, but I think, had you asked me this question at the beginning of my young marriage, yeah, just one little child, I probably would have had a sermon to preach to you. Okay. Because I knew so honest. much. That's honest. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot to say. A lot of it was true, mm-hmm. but it came, it didn't come from a place of having lived and experienced it. Mm-hmm. But a list like this will bring some humility and it'll bring some wisdom. And I think over the last maybe six to eight years, the things that I have really clung to, the things that have been what I needed to hang on to yeah. to get through different things, and some of them were weightier and more painful filled with much more loss than others. Um, but the things, the thing that I hung on to was the truth that God is sovereign. Mm-hmm. So it's not the story that I would have written for my family. It's not the story that I would have written for each separate member of my family and the particular things that apply to them. But I really have come to a place where I feel like God is sovereign. So that is a big exhale. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we're not just the most unlucky people on the planet. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> we're not just, we're not just like the hoarders of dilemmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we there is there's intentionality from the hand of God in in the good things and in the bad things. Yep. That's just how the, the yep. truth is. Yeah. So with God is sovereign, he can be sovereign and amazingly kind and generous or he can be sovereign and be a beast. Mm. Be cruel. And it I'm tempted to look at my list and say who is this God and why would he treat me like this? Mm. Why would he set me up for this many injuries? Um, but the more I've leaned into God's sovereignty, side by side with that came God's love. Yep. God is sovereign and God loves me. Yeah. And not long after that coming along is, and he is good to me. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel Inouye, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right, back to The Real Deal. He's good to me. Yeah. I he don't, wants good for he, me. I, amen. Because I don't want to lead the witness. I don't want to no. lead the witness. We but I remember, say that. But no, because <laughs> I remember having an assignment that I was, I was on an airplane. We were supposed to be getting ready to the next week. I was going to be leading a Bible study or whatever. And we were supposed to pick an attribute of God that like is an anchor for you. Like, what yeah. is it? And I, we we're supposed to pick One, an anchor. Pick your favorite. Right. So yeah. I'm like sovereign, wrote it down on this little card. And there was somebody to the left of me at the window when I was in the middle seat, Michael's probably on the aisle. And I wrote down sovereign because I knew that God was sovereign. He has the right yeah. and the wisdom and the power to do whatever he chooses to do. And he is in control. Right. Because I would mess it up if it were me. Right. right? And right. I was grateful and I was resting in that. But I, I, I wrote on the card and, <laughs> and then I wrote good. Like he's yeah. sovereign and good. Like you can't separate his goodness from his sovereignty or right. his sovereignty from his goodness. And the guy next to me at the window aisle goes, I like your list. I said, it's two things. He goes, I said, it's not a very long list. He goes, those are really good pairing. And we had this great conversation. Yeah. I, I mean, didn't lead him to the Lord. He just, and in my heart, I knew you are sovereign you are and good. you are good. And that yeah. had, in my own life, that had to be core to me. Right, because right. If, if I didn't know how good he was, everything that hit me or happened to me, yeah. I could think it was a sovereignty beast. would be terrifying. Right, right. If it wasn't coupled with good. 
Yes, he's good. And yeah, he's, he's for good. me, not and against he's for me. me. That's the third leg on that stool. Yep. It has to be that he is for me because he can be sovereign and he can be good yeah. and be like a good creator yeah, yep. and broad external good. But he's good yep. to me. He he's is good. for me. Yeah. I've not missed his glance. Nope. He knows me. Right? And so none of the things that surprised me in my life surprised him as he walked with me. Right. And as I walked with him in my right. life. And so he's sovereign, he's good, and he is for me. And, and doesn't so change in that. It, that's, that's like one day it's one thing and one no, day it's not. It's like constant. Those he's are the for three you. things. Those are the pillars. I agree. That I lean up against all the time. And I would have preached a much longer sermon many, many years ago. Mm. And now I've got like, I got three points. <laughs> exactly. I got three points and I can say them pretty fast. <laughs> right? He's good and he's for me. Yeah. So that's where I, that's where I live today. Yeah. And different ones of those things on the list um, have caused me suffering mm -hmm. in different ways. But every single time there is suffering, the antidote, if there's an antidote yeah, to be yeah, had, yeah. so to speak, is that God is sovereign. Mm -hmm. The antidote mm -hmm. is that don't forget. Yeah, yeah. This thing is not good, but God is good. And the antidote is, and through all of this, through all of this mess, he is for you. He's mm -hmm. not against mm -hmm. you. He's not writing a horror story. Right. He's writing something beautiful. Right. Right. And that's the that's the faith part. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And he's a really good writer and he's a really good editor. Like yeah. I think we think he's got every part of our life written and he's scrutinizing everything, but I think he also gives us a highlight reel otherwise we couldn't have yeah. you know the Hall of Faith where all these people are known for their right. calling on God's character rather than their flaw or yeah. their foible or their sin tendency or any of it. It's like these are my people. They believed in me. They believed in who I was, you know, mm -hmm. so it's really mm -hmm. good. Oh, golly, that's good. That is rich. Um, so with that list, would you come again anyway, just for sure, to do this again sometime? Oh, yeah. You know, okay. But it, with that list, if there was something more burning in you now to share that's just real, that's on your heart, mm -hmm. what would you want to unpack more or where would we go next? Or what I really love that you told me once is that because some of these things that you've learned have to do with a husband or a child or whatever, mm -hmm. it's important to not uncover yeah. because love covers over a multitude of sins. Right. And I used to think that meant like if you're just loving, then um, you know everybody, no matter what their mistakes are, will be covered over. Now I believe it means, no, no, no. You don't expose people. Right. Love covers rather than shines a light on whatever. Right. So with that, you've said something like, my story isn't only my story. It touches on others. And you've taught me a lot about that. Because there's things that I've gone through that they touch my life, but they involve a child, a husband, a situation, mm -hmm. a friend, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and we need to put that through the filter of how does this best honor them that real, be real to my right. truth and what's going on with me real right. time right now. Because I think we benefit when we share our heart. Mm -hmm. We benefit when we say this is what's really happening rather than what was Lisa's shirt today? It's a Ross line from friends. I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> You know, we yeah. don't need that. So out of that list, is there something more that you would want to share? Like, okay, so take a look at your list and say, list. something gets highlighted by God to you. Just like, yeah, share this. Or... Um, well, we've already talked about adoption, but one of the things that I continue to hear people say to me now, yeah. and, and for the past, I don't know, they've been home 12, 13 years now, but people will always say, wow, that was really amazing. And I um, can't believe you did that. And about adopting them? About adopting. And I'm always 
struck by that because it doesn't, I didn't, I don't feel like an amazing person. Mm-hmm. I don't need any of this white savior jazz. And yeah. to Accolades. be honest, these boys have taught me so much more in my life than I ever could, I, than I ever could give them. Amen. They've rescued me from Amen. so many things. Amen. And people are just really aware of, you know, there's a lack of education or a lack of clean water and all this. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Those kind of things are obvious for a child to be uh, removed from or rescued from. But the things that I needed rescue from were mm. soul issues that were not visible. Yeah. So good. Um, things that had to do with maybe selfishness, mm. impatience, mm. and as I've come to learn, racial arrogance. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there have just been a lot of places yeah. where... Who where... did the rescuing and who did the forming, right? right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but when people do say, oh, I don't know how you did that. I have one verse that is the explanation for that. Tell me. And it is that the commands of the Lord are not burdensome. Amen. So, yeah, he asked us to do this thing, which sounded nuts. Mm-hmm. We were, oh, my husband was mm, 50. Yeah. When we adopted a one-year-old. Yep. And a two-year-old. Yep. So that doesn't make a lot of sense, really, in a lot of people's book. And it didn't in ours either. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But it also seemed completely right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not without bumps, but completely mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Because the commands of the Lord are not burdensome. Amen. He gave us exactly what we needed to get through all of that. That's something that I remember. Wow. With any of the other things on the list. Yep. You know? Yep. Remember that he will give me what I need. Yep. Yeah. So as I think the things. And on time. Not always ahead of time or way ahead of what I needed. Yeah. But he'll give me what I need. He when likes, I need it. likes to be a last minute Charlie mm-hmm. sometimes. Yep. Um, one of my children struggled with an eating disorder. Yep. And the child that struggled with the eating disorder is on the other side of it now. Yep. Um, she's healthy. She maintains her health. She's in a good place. But years ago. But it was touch I, and go. It was touch and go. Yeah. Okay. So tell me what you want. But I just, I just remember it. So like what would be your learning for you or what part of that yeah. would you like to share with anyone? I think my takeaway if you can boil it all down, yeah, a yeah. major life struggle, a major illness, yeah, hospitalization, uh, so much of this yeah. stuff. Yeah. What do I come away with? I come away with I held really tightly, really tightly to the storyline that I wanted. And that storyline was completely disrupted. The truth is my idolatry was completely disrupted. Wow. So good. Um, and I, I would not have seen that had I not been right next door to losing a child. So tell me a little bit about the idolatry part. What piece is it that we were holding on to more than wanting to let go of? Um, the storyline? The storyline. It's not It's not the story I planned for her. Um, how did it get this way? How did I not see this? Because I didn't see it at first. Mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. see the eating disorder begin to develop. Um, there were, you know, there's a lot of kids in the house and I just didn't really land on me that her plate yep. was not quite as full as it should yep. be or and her older siblings noticed it before I did and they'd be like mom have you noticed she's really not eating nope hadn't noticed that she's fine no big deal but after everything came to a head and she was not fine and she was very very ill and low physical weight but more importantly her heart rate was so low yeah just feeling like I I, this child could die. How could I have missed it? 
And what have I done to make this happen? Oh, yeah. You know, it's oh, all about sure. me. Yeah. Every so, mother, everything right. that ever happens to a child, it's your fault. Right. right. Yeah, what a that's lie. How I but, felt. Yeah, that's how you felt. Yeah, I did feel like that. But I don't want to be cliche. I, I had to get to a place where if she died, she died. Because there's absolutely nothing I could do about it. And up until that point, I had pretty much been able to contribute to any problem that came along. And I'd been able to give some good input, help solve a problem, carry some of the weight. Mm -hmm. This one was out of my hands. And it was the most helpless feeling. Mm -hmm. There's nothing I could do Mm -hmm. um, except watch her either live or die. Yeah, really choked up. So in that moment, you know, you go back to, okay, i got to preach to myself again. God is what? Yeah, God, yeah, yeah. God is sovereign. sovereign. Okay. He's sovereign over this eating disorder. He's sovereign over my daughter's life. He is good. In spite of the fact that I watch her waste away. In spite of the fact that I hang on every word that the doctor is saying just to have a little bit of hope in the report for yep. one little thing. Well, was the heart rate up or was this? Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and to remember that God is for me. He, he's for her too. He's for Elliot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, those were the things that kept me going because yep. if she lives, praise God, he is sovereign. He is good. And he is good for me. If she dies, he is still sovereign. Mm-hmm. He is still good. And he is still good to her and to me. Mm-hmm. And really glad that he let her live. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, and he's merciful because she, the mercy of God is yeah. all over that situation too. Yeah, There's so much life and so much beauty and so much stuff on the other side of it that the world would have been robbed of if she hadn't lived, Yeah, in my mind. You know, just mm-hmm. because she's lived and she's lived longer than that. Uh, um, but, you know, God, God had to get me into a corner and say, you are not going to fix this. You are not in charge. So in that corner time, like like we said before, there's not just a moment right. where you guys decided you're going to adopt. And there's not just a moment. That, but in that corner that you're in at this point in time, do you remember either a, a yielding or a surrender or a or anything like that was going on in you to where it was, okay, I can't control this. So uncle or I give or <laughs> not. Do you even remember? Because I'm not sure I remember certain things like that. I'm just asking because I don't know if you remember. I don't remember anything. Kind of like a, not a give up, but yield or bring it, give it over. Um, That was a skill that had to be developed daily. It wasn't something I, now I'm good at giving up and surrendering to the Lord. No, Um, every single day there was a choosing to believe the truth about who he is, choosing Mm -hmm. to believe the truth that he loves me and that he loves my child, Mm -hmm. choosing to believe that he's going to do what he knows is right and good and best. Um, So that was, that was, it's more process oriented yes, yes. than a moment. Yes. Um, he gave me many opportunities, many episodic times yeah. to review those truths yes. and, and ask me, do you believe me? And a question that he had asked me previously that kept returning to was, am I enough for you? Mm. And God and I both knew that the answer was no. 
that I, I didn't in the deepest part of me believe that God was enough. I wanted God plus my child's health. I wanted God plus let's erase this difficult financial dilemma or God plus X, Y, or Z. Exactly. And he'll have none of that. Um, so him asking me, am I enough? And having, having walked some of that with him through other items on that list. Yes. Yes. Gave me enough of a finger hold to hold onto to say, okay, yeah, he is enough. He's, He's been enough for all that stuff. He will be enough for this. I can look forward yeah. in this story or in the stories to come. I can look forward in faith. I can look forward in hope and know that he is enough. And no matter what's rolled along, he has been enough. Yep. But that had to be settled. Am yeah, I, absolutely. That was that had to be a settled thing. That was crossroads. So you said that you would get up, and there would be times where you would just l- literally need to preach yourself about God yeah. is good, God is for me. And the reason I say that is, it's not just I need to shove myself over into this thought process. But David said, "I have strengthened myself into mm-hmm. the Lord, mm-hmm. in the Lord." And I literally believe, if we look at the Psalms, that He is not denying how He feels. He's never denying the circumstance, but he always continues to preach about who God is so that he is strengthening himself in the Lord. So when you said earlier in your life, you could have preached a sermon about X, Y, or Z, Mm -hmm. some of that bedrock stuff had Mm -hmm. to not just be a sermon, but something that you could then tell yourself that helped the hope rise. Now it's something that I, that I breathe in and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not something that I know or something that I've acquired along the way through, you know, an experience or a book or a sermon. Yep. All those things are there, but this is something that is woven into my spiritual DNA yeah. now. It's And I say it's written in pen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Because it's like when Paul says, I know whom I've believed. Right. And I am convinced. You know, those kind of, I'm telling you, this is what, you know what I mean? It's not just like, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of wishy-washy on this, but yeah, those got yeah. galvanized in you through the hard, yeah. through the hard things. So sometimes you'll say to me, Rachel... You're our friend that plays the fife or plays the flute when I do the dirge or whatever. But it's really, you don't have an Eeyore personality. No. I, I don't I think not. you do. You have a, a hope within you. Yeah. You've just had circumstances that are around you too. Yeah, and I don't want to be cavalier or Pollyanna. Nope. None of the things that I've mentioned or the things that I've not mentioned that have happened, none of those have been a piece of cake. Nope. Um, there was real, raw suffering. Um, so I, I don't want to act like I just was super strong somehow. Yeah, and I yeah. just, I just made it through and, and now read my book, mm-hmm. you know, pat me on um, the shoulder. Cause I'm so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. No, I, I would be at the very, very end of myself yeah. and have no idea which, to t- which way to turn knowing that North, South, East or West anyway was a wrong way to turn. Having nowhere to go as, as with an answer for a lot of yeah. these issues yeah. and and having nowhere to come back to. Yeah. But truth. And is God enough? And if he's enough, then. So when I get into something new that's difficult for me, I'm a researcher, mm-hmm. studier, I'm mm-hmm. a reader, I'm a thinker, mm-hmm. I read the blogs, yep. I listen to the podcast. Yep. I just immerse myself yes, in whatever it is. But you can only do that with knowledge. Mm. You can't do that. You can't just acquire the solid faith pieces in your heart. You can't just go around collecting them. God right. grows them from the Amen. inside out. Amen. So while they were hard, while they remain hard in some ways, you know, kids are still sick. 
Yeah. Um, we still have a sweet boy with autism. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to navigate my way as a Christian parent of a queer kid. Yep. And there's just, there's some really yep. some hard things that yep. I had not expected to have to walk through. Yep. Um, but the reason I don't fall down yeah. or, and stay down yeah. is because he has grown a few of those things in my soul. Yeah. yeah. And taken away the trappings of the idolatry of the things you think would have been best for you that we don't even know are the trappings until they're gone. Yeah. Because they were, they weren't real or they were right. a glass house. Yeah. I mean, I thought I had a really good plan in mind. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> we all. It was going to be Southern Living, and it was, it was going to be fabulous. Southern Living meets Ethan Allen meets Christianity Today. <laughs> there you go. La, la, la. Or whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm not bashing any no. of those, but I'm just saying those yeah. little things of how we can view it and how right. it needs to be uh, put together. But, okay, I would say this could be a good thing or not a good thing, but I just feel like you sent me a song mm. in a parking lot. And we met at church and we met singing. Yeah. So you sent me a song because you know that we both enjoy music. And it was kind of like the new hymn of it as well. But I was at a St. Vincent de Paul. I had come out, I believe, from doing my little thrifting. And it's one of those moments where I really remember that song carried me for at least a year. And, mm. you know, through it all, through it all, my eyes are on you. Through it all, through yeah. it all, it is well. And you told me that you were in a parking lot. I was. And I don't remember. We just they... figured that out today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I sent that song to you, it was because I was leaning into it really hard. I was hanging on to it with everything I had because that was the time when Elliot was in treatment. She was in inpatient treatment for the first time. Um, and I was sitting in a parking lot in Denver waiting for her day treatment to be over so that we could get back together in the evening. Um, and that song was on somebody's Facebook wall. And it just wrecked me. And you you lived in Atlanta at the time, but you were... She was there because of how touch and go it was and how much she right. needed help yeah. as well, right? Yes. And yes. so, can we try and sing it? Oh, heavens. I'd love for you to play it underneath. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because I just was like, I remember where I was. And I wasn't shaking, but I was like so, like, I know this is the truth. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is right. what's going to get Lisa through it, me through it, whatever, you know, to, for my eyes to be on him. You know, and, and it is well. Yeah. You know? And I don't think I could have said it as well. With, with me, when with, she says that. Yeah, yeah, with a lot of things. And, I, you know, God would say, if I'm enough for you, yeah. it will be well with your soul. Yeah. And that's who he has proven himself to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I really thought that God and I had this thing worked out, and I was going to be the little homeschooling Christian wife, and he was going to be the one that blessed me constantly. Yeah. And that was the contract I had written that he had never signed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. If I look at the fine print, there's no signature down here. Hold up. Yeah. Um, but he's written a completely different story and a story that mm-hmm. I actually really delight in. Yeah. Things that I've learned and places that I've grown and people that I've loved yeah. that I wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. Um, you know, I love watching. I think it's the expanded life. It is. It's, a, it's an expanded brain and it's expanded worldview. It's an expanded perspective. It's a paradigm shift. It's an expanded life. Yeah. It's an abundant life, right. a, a life different than what, but not a shrunken life. In in my mind, your right. life has actually had remodels and new rooms right. added on to your life. Yeah. A renovation. In a a renovation. Ways. A renovation of the soul in a lot of ways. 
Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about expanding just as you were getting ready to say that because yeah. um, one thing I loved watching happen was my oldest daughter and her husband, Jimmy, mm-hmm. Megan and Jimmy, adopted a precious yes. little one from China. And God let us adopt Philip and Zachary in 2008. Megan's a college student. She yep. was single. She wasn't thinking about building a family. Yep. And all these years later, I get to see the family tree grow in a branch in a way that I never saw coming. Something that was actually really hard for mm-hmm. us to go through. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first couple of years of, of adoption, being home, you know, it sounds all glossy on a podcast and everything, but it, but it was really hard. Yeah. Really, really hard. Day in, day Transition, out, the struggle of it. Yep. Under house arrest, basically, taking care of two little people. And, in your 50s. And, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and learning how to, in some ways, parent differently than I had the first time around. Um, but I never thought I would really see mm-hmm. this particular fruit mm-hmm. come from all of that. My kids are amazing. And wow, now I get to see it, this whole thing birthing out again in the grandchildren generation. Yeah. So that's been yeah. super cool. Yeah. The gift that keeps giving that we don't know God's going to do yeah. for Megan to adopt and... Yeah. Well, I think, you know, people will say, you never know how far the consequences of sin are going to be. You throw a pebble into the lake and yeah, the yeah, ripple's yeah. going to go, yeah. okay, well, flip that around. With the blessing. You never know how many blessings are going to come. If you throw the pebble Preach. in, Amen. the ripples are going to continue to come for years and years and years. And the blessing, it may be, it may be rooted in or initiated in something that you wouldn't have chosen. But if God's good and he's sovereign and he's for you, then you can expect that ripples are coming. And they may not come for 10 more years, but ripples are coming. Yeah. It's who he is. Yep. 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 I just see that picture of God having his name tag. It's God, by the way. Nobody else's name tag says that. <laughs> and it, it's, um, if I said I'm a redeemer or a reconciler or a way maker or whatever, that's what I mean. And he redeems all things. Yeah. Not most of them. And they're, they're redeemed in a beautiful way that we wouldn't always know is going right. to happen, but he doesn't go, right. ah, no, no longer redeemer. Like, I don't know, the pain, the hard things, the trials. Sometimes we just need to hold on. Like, we can't always say, if this, then this. I right. know that. But there are ways, if you have a view for him being mm-hmm. a redeemer, if you have a view for him being one who will bless right. through it, then you will see it. You'll if see you him. don't have a view of that, you will never collect no. that. No. But if you do know. Look for it. Look for it. Um, and don't be blind Amen. to what he is about and him showing you who he is. Yeah. Because who he is in the story is so much more important than the wrap-up of how things are done. Amen. The how the storyline goes is secondary to how the storyline in your soul goes. Um, and I think through a lot of these sufferings, he has really impressed on me how much he loves me. And I, I can say this to you. I can say... I'm his favorite. Amen. Amen. I'm just his favorite. Amen. And I think that I think you're his favorite Truth. too. I do too, but I believe it when but I grab it. I feel like that. Um, he really likes me. Amen. And I really like him back. <laughs> you know, um, I wouldn't have known that apart from suffering. I just, it would have been a sentence in a Sunday school lesson that never penetrated yep. past the page. Yep. yep. But to feel like I'm, I'm his favorite. Amen. And I see that in how he loves me, whether it's through easy things or hard things. That's been um, a, a crossroads for me. I to accomplish his purpose that. in you, he knows exactly what needs to be done because yeah. you're his favorite and he will accomplish that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. I could talk to you forever. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to think of if I've talked about what I'm supposed to talk about. Well, what are you supposed to talk about? I don't know. There must have been a list. 
There must have been rules. No, there's no rules. <laughs> there's no rules. No, I just really wanted you to be real, and I know that you've been real, and mm. I wanted you to share a bit. Like, how does someone who's lived through um, decades of life mm-hmm. feel like they're telling their story? They're not. They're telling a chapter, or they're telling a right. page. Do right. you know what I mean? But at least I believe, in my mind, it's testimony. And testimony always builds someone else up because there's something in there that's of God yeah. that can be applied to their life. Not like an overhead projector thing where the lines line up exactly and it's carbon copy. But if God is this way for Lisa and his care for her, yeah. he can be that yeah. for me. And I believe right. the testimony of Jesus' spirit of prophecy. So people are strengthened through somebody else's story. Well, they learning just are. more of how much he loves me yes. has equipped me to then turn around and love my kids that are occasionally in crisis or yep. to love a friend who's yep. struggling with something or to be able in the moment when the phone rings and somebody says, hey, I heard that you went through this. Um, I'm drowning because I'm going through that right now. Yep. And could you just hang out and have yep. some coffee? I just really want to talk about it. And, yep. you know, um, he's equipped me to love people. Yeah. Um, and you do it so well. You're such an advocate and you're such a lover and you don't condemn or judge. You just love. And really what that is, is because we are poured out like a drink offering with yeah. whatever he poured onto us during that hard thing. Right. And yeah. we're always to have a reason to give the hope, not just so it sounds good, but why do you have that hope? Because you know, he led you through, or he was with you during that, or he, you, you, he calls you his favorite or that, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And yeah. then I, what I love though, Lisa, is you, you feed people out of the pantry of what you've learned mm. and who, who God has because been. Because he's rather been my refuge. A theoretical pantry, right. you know? Yeah. And he has he's been, been my refuge. hiding place. Yeah. He's been my strength. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's been there. And you know, when you said you had to like pick one thing to write on your card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had to pick one thing, mm-hmm. which... I reject that notion in the Amen. first place. But Amen. if I had to yeah. pick one thing, yeah. it would be faithful. Amen. God is so faithful to me. I never have to wake up in the morning and wonder, is he going to stab me in the back today? No, he's not. Amen. He loves me. He is faithful to me. He's faithful to himself. Amen. To who he is Can't and go who he's going to be in my little life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the more I lean into and love his love... Yeah. It fills me up in a way to be able then to turn around and love somebody else. And with the same love you've received. Yeah. And one of the things that's been recently the most difficult for us as, as parents is to learn how to walk well with a gay kid. Yeah. In a Christian environment. Yeah. Because those t- two things have not naturally meshed together yeah. very well. But very early on, I would say no matter what the problem or crisis or difficulty or uncertainty or Whatever it is, yep. Listen for what God has. Yeah. My tendency is to scramble into mm. fix-it mode, mm. but if I can just stop for a minute and listen to what God has, that is a huge help. In the very beginning of my journey with my sweet kid, yep. Um, I thought I knew a lot of answers in this category too. Mm. I know way less than I thought I knew. What I am learning is that God is asking me to love my child, period. Yep. That's it. Yep. To love her in a way that actually feels like love, not in a way that feels like some sort of Christian tolerance. Yep. Not in a way that is um, spiritually arrogant. Yep. To love my kid. She's easy to love. Yep. So easy to love. Mm -hmm. And God has really clearly told me, do not 
weaponize your faith against her. Amen. And I, I think the church has been guilty of that, weaponizing our faith in this amazingly good and kind and loving God against people and beating them over the head with it. Yep. And I don't want that for her. I don't want that for anybody. But that's been that's been a, a new, a newer word, a newer phrase from God, not to weaponize my faith against people, but instead to be, do my job, just stay in my lane, love. That's all he's asked me to do. I have a picture of Tag, your husband sitting all those years ago, probably having dinner with us, or I believe we were at your house. We were down in the basement of your house at the time. And I just, you know, like it's straight scripture, but just, you know, my, I'm called to love God and love other people. Yeah. And the way he said it was just like, we know the law and the prophets hang on those two things. Like he literally could right. have quoted it because Tag does know his Bible and can yes, quote his Bible, right? <laughs> he can quote it really, really well. But the way he said it was very uh, message version or passion yeah. version, you know, but he meant it. And it was just like, that's what I'm called. I'm called to love God and love people, which that's yeah. the calling. Right? That is the calling. And I think just like I said, I really have my... my my internal message has been reduced to three or four small things. Yeah. Um, I think that's like kingdom math is, is paradoxical and yes. kind of backwards. Yes. You would think as long as you live longer and longer, you're, the interior is just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. What I see is it's more and more refined. It's tighter, denser, and more solid. The things that I know, I feel like I know. Mm-hmm. And so there's mm-hmm. those three or four things mm-hmm. that I know of who he is and who he's going to be to me. And then instead of the plethora yes. of things I have to do, yes. love God and love others. Amen. There's a few things that are true about him. There's two things I'm supposed to do. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yeah. And, you know, I can hear my dad, you know, like he's the reason for the whole podcast, but I can hear my dad in art classes or whatnot that I would teach with him. And it's almost funny because it wasn't a self-deprecating thing, but he'd always say, I don't know much, but I'm pretty sure of this. And then he'd tell what he was certain of yeah do you know what I mean in in the art world or in his own life yeah. or the moral of the story people or whatever because the longer you live you kind of realize i don't need all of this like you just said the plethora goes away for right. the certains tighten it up and he i don't know much but i'm pretty sure of this and he'd I, say it like i remember that. your dad one of his sayings yeah was people do what they want, want to, to do, do. that has come back to me so many times when i catch myself in a situation and i think I'm a victim, and I I, yeah. I didn't mean to act that way. Yeah. Well, hold up a second. No. People do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. What was I really pursuing? Mm-hmm. What was I really hoping for? Mm-hmm. Um, and make my wants, make my affections, make my drives mm-hmm. and my appetites yeah. the kind of things that make you happy, God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because when I just do what I want to do, yeah, that's not pretty. No. 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 As we're sitting here talking about all yeah. of this, and yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about... What God has given me, what the the melting down the few things into like yes. the, melting off all the junk, yes. Yes. Melt, melting Get it down the dross off, and what's the goal? Perfect and beautiful and shiny and mm-hmm. just what it's supposed mm-hmm. to be. It, it really does make you think of the journey that I've come on to with my kids mm. in a mixed race family. Yes, because we're not a white family with some black kids. Yes, we are a mixed race family, and I don't any longer have the choice to relax into majority culture mm-hmm. and enjoy privilege the privileges that i have yep. as a white person mm-hmm. um and a lot of people aren't convinced that that's even a thing mm. but but i am but there's so many things that 
God has given me that nobody else could have given me, mm. right? And I was thinking of when, I, when I'm homeschooling, there's so many things I can give my kids. But I can't give them marching band in the kitchen. Yes. There are some things I cannot give my children. Amen. And there's so many ways that I can be an advocate for my kids who are white, my kids who are black. We're all learning continually about what it must be like to be black in America because that's yeah, yeah, something yeah. I'm never personally going to know. Going to be. Um, but I can't give my kids everything. But I can connect them to people that can give them more. And so just like I think you and I mm-hmm. collaborate mm-hmm. in our spirit. Yep with who God wants us to be. Yep. That's what I want to do for my kids too. And recognize I don't have to be the end all be all. Right. Of every single thing. I never could give. I've never been able to give anybody, kids, husband, friend, everything. Nope. Be willing to be open. Lisa, that is so important. I think that is so important because we need one another. God yeah. set it up that way. Yeah. The game doesn't work isolation wise. Well, I want to, I want to see the gold. Yes. That he's, yes. he's put into you. Yes. I want to see, I would love to see more and more and understand more and more of the the perspective of black parents yep. parenting black children. Yep. I'm learning as a white parent how to parent black children. Yep. <clears throat> and the inherent differences that are there. Yep. Uh, it is. I do have to think about things with my black sons that I didn't with my white son. Yep. I do have to say, take the hoodie off. Yep. Don't run in the mall because. Yep. White boys running in the mall are just boys being boys. Yep. Black boys running in the mall. Yep. Are up to no good. Yep. Don't be super loud because white kids being super loud on the bus are just, you know, kids having fun, kids getting a little ratty. Black kids being really loud on the bus is a threat. Mm-hmm. And my kids who were, oh, they're just so cute. Yeah. And they were teeny little guys. Yeah. And everybody, white and black, was all over them, thought they were precious. And I've noticed as they began to grow, mm. there is more, there, there's less of, um, that enthusiasm, mm. um, they're growing into black men mm-hmm. in America, mm-hmm. not black babies in America. Yeah. Yep. And there's going to be a day when they leave my house and they step away from any, that nobody else will know that they are associated in any way with a white family. When they go to college, nobody knows. You're not going to, right. not trailing along right, behind. Right, right, right. Um, Hopefully you're not. Like, <laughs> well, I might be. Ten steps behind. Um no, so you don't get to go to college with them. Nobody will know, and so yeah. therefore you got to so equip they, them. So they have to, yeah, they need to be equipped as mm-hmm. what it's what is it like mm-hmm. to live as a black man in America, mm-hmm. and I'm doing my very best on that, yeah. and investing all I can, listening to different voices. I mean, I love listening to your podcast. I listen to podcasts by black authors yep. and writers and yep. thinkers. My yep. Facebook feed is filled yep. with voices that are not like mine. Yep. Because I, I know what I think. Yep. Right? And I pretty much know what people think that are just like me. But if I can open up and listen to other voices, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. listen to people that haven't lived the life I've lived, people from the gay community, people from a different race than I am, people from a different nationality than I am talking about what it's Continent, like to become, culture, to come to America. Amen. Um, those voices expand my understanding. It helps me do the part where he said, remember the love others? Yeah. I can't do that if I don't get their experience to some degree. Yep. So I've been pouring myself yes. for the yes. last 12 years into listening and learning so that, so that I can do the very best that I exactly. can do exactly to help my boys become who they are meant to be. Mm-hmm. They are not just dark white people. Right. 
They are black men right. in America. Right. You know? And you know what I love about that is um, wh- when we think about how we're going to equip, there's there's never a way to say I actually manufactured it all and now you're ready. But there's a, this is what I've learned. This is what I've collected in order to help in any way that I can for you. But there, I, I listened to this one guy and one of the things that I love that he often says when he starts to talk about his podcast or do his you know, talks on Zoom or a sermon or anything. He's like, you're powerful to think differently. Hmm. And then he presents his stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you're powerful to think differently. Mm-hmm. But when you just tell somebody that, then they kind of feel like, okay, I don't have to be on edge about everything that you say because I don't agree with that. I don't Like, this just, you're powerful to think differently, yeah. but let me share what I have to say to you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think that's getting that different perspective that helps us to be richer for it. Yeah. Because I believe we are a body and the hand is not like if I get a cut here, it's yeah. not experiencing my toe does not feel it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean it wasn't happening in the body. Yeah. Right. But right. we get so no, it Distance. wasn't happening. I don't, I don't feel I it. I don't feel it. Didn't no. affect me. Right. And so to, in order to bring some sort of yeah. collectivity to it and, and, and right. like you said, research or whatever, but you know, and I know it hasn't always been easy that you collect and that you do this stuff or that you hope people could even just see your perspective. But I appreciate you being mm. somebody who's willing to investigate and research yeah. and at least just be a voice for, this is what I'm learning. This is what I'm learning. You don't always have to agree with and, me, but this is what I'm learning. So can you just know that I'm learning? And so thank yeah. you. Thank you for doing yeah. that part. It's not always easy. I think it just teaches all of us to just don't be afraid to learn about people. And I, honestly, I'm not like the podcast is for that, but nobody's life is the same. Right. So the real deal, if it right. could just bring to somebody, oh, I never thought like that person or that's God, but God hasn't been like that to me. The manifold wisdom of God is shown in the believer and even the angels see it says in scripture. So it's like this multifaceted diamond that's only shown through other people's experiences in life. So yeah. it's not always been easy for you. And I get well, it, it hasn't, but, um, but I'm grateful. But the truth is, yeah, God is our refuge and strength. He is a very present, present help, help in, in times, times of trouble. trouble. He's present. Amen. He's not aloof. He's not out no. there somewhere. You don't no. have to catch his attention. Right. He's right there. Right. And I mean, I, I kind of wish we could go back to the beginning because I don't in any way want to say, oh, my life has been filled with so many difficult sob stories. Yeah. That's not true. I don't feel like that at all. No. I feel like there's quite a variety. Yeah. But on the whole, I've had an amazing journey. I actually saw it uh, when you showed me the list. I saw it. I'm not really a spreadsheet person or an Excel, whatever, but I saw it like columns. And the very things that you yeah. listed were not, um, it's not that you want to exalt those. Those were the truth. But I saw yeah. the next column of, let's say, this uh, job loss. Let's just use yeah, one yeah. or a company going south or whatever. Um, and provider, how did that work out? Exactly. Uh, illness and healer, healer, how did he lead me through the process exactly. of healing? Like, I yeah. saw it with two columns. Right. Because I don't think that what you were presenting to me was, these are the things. Yeah. <laughs> but I saw it with, you said these so yeah. that you could be ready to testify about God right. in them. Yeah. yeah. And I, I would did. say every single one of them, yeah. I could lay the word faithful on Amen. the entire list. Amen. And there were parts of who he is that he let me see better in different parts of the story. But overall, the big thing is faithful. But um, I I feel like not only did, did he let me see more of who he is, he let me see more of who I have been, yeah. more of who I need to become. It's kind when when somebody tells you, 
that your skirt is stuck up into your Amen. pantyhose. You know, <laughs> you guys would always right? say that to me, Rachel. Right? That ladies, no. I'm like, go, you go do it. Yeah, it's kind. It's kind when you do that. And so when the Lord says, mm, "I just need to let you know, you're racially arrogant. Mm-hmm. I just need to let you know, you take too much pride in actually being the one that solves the problem. I just need to let you know that you cannot be for that child what I want to be for that child." I just need to let you know, even if the story doesn't work out the way that you wanted it to go, the way that you thought, I'm a really good author and I know what I'm doing. So looking at myself and my deficits, the things I struggle with, the things that I wish weren't true about me, he's so kind with that stuff. He's right there beside me. Remember, I'm his favorite. Amen. So he's right there beside me. He's faithful. He shows me the stuff. And then, again, the antidote to any of these things, any of these sufferings, any of these... I mean, I think the world would call it personality flaws or temperament yeah, yeah, yeah. issues. But, you know, they just represent different different forms of idolatry. Mm-hmm. Things that I love that I'm clinging onto too tightly. And he just goes, sweetie, let go. Mm-hmm. Just let go a little bit. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. He does. Because we're going to settle, am I enough? Yeah. And you're going to realize I am. He is enough. You're going to realize I, I am I mean, he's shown enough. me he's enough in so many things that yeah. I look at the rest of this stuff on here that actually isn't solved yet. Right. That are ongoing problems that might be lifelong issues with illness or, or whatever. But he'll be an ever-present okay. help in a time of trouble because that's what you know. Absolutely and will. He, and he did it in every situation. Yeah. And when he asks me yeah. to believe that. Yeah. When he asks me to walk on that and to live in that and, and not just la, 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 mm-hmm. God is good. Mm-hmm. But when he asks me really to do the hard work of standing mm-hmm. in that truth when really I want to crumble or I want to shake my fist at God, he does remind me. The commands of the Lord are not burdensome. He's not asking me to do a hundred different things. He's asking me to stand on the things he's already given me, to really lean hard and trust those few things he's given me that I know that I know are mine. And that's not burdensome. Mm-mm. It's a gift. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So true. Ooh. For the rest of the list that isn't yet written in yeah, my yeah, life. Yeah. I mean, if God so chooses and yeah. I get to breathe another couple decades um what's going to be added to that list yeah difficult thing is going to be added to that list i don't know um it's not stopping where it is no no different more things are going to happen that i'm going to have to um walk through maybe struggle through maybe limp through i don't know yeah um but i want to come to those things on the list from a place of abundance yes from a place of knowing yes Okay, I don't have a lot in my backpack, yes. but I know I've got yes. God is good. I know I've got He's sovereign. Yes. I know I've got He's He's for me. You know, yes. I I know I've got some of these things that I cling to. That He really is my refuge and my strength. Yep. He really is present in my times of trouble. Yep, those are my things. That that is abundant living. That's abundant. Life, I don't want to come sure. to whatever comes up next from a place of scarcity. Uh, like a God won't yep. be there and it won't be okay. And I I love that you're saying that because I think what He's doing is saying, okay, so. When the next thing happens, whatever yeah. the next thing happens is, do we start at square one or zero again? Or do you do the cumulative part of what mm-hmm. I've led you through so that yeah. you say, I start from abundance. I start from this arsenal of who he is. I yeah. start with an ever-present help in time of trouble, God. I start from a faithful God. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I think what he's, he can't change and he doesn't lie. Yeah. So when those two things are in tandem, he's like, you wake up, you open your eyes, you go, yes, he's faithful. And whatever comes my way. I have this now in my arsenal. Right. I don't open the suitcase and go, oh, okay. 
Yeah, got to collect this over. one. Do you I'm know what not mean? And starting that's a beautiful a, place because yeah. it's, it's the difference between overcoming and going, no, in Christ, I'm more than a conqueror. How do we say that? Because we know that he's done it and he is it and he's in us doing it. I, I don't know. I'm just really well, and, excited. And when I release these things to him, it, yeah. it's not the release of resignation. It's Amen. not the release of giving up. Hallelujah. I can't do anything about it. I can't affect any change here. It doesn't matter. God's sovereign. He's going to roll over me like a bulldozer no matter what I say or do. Thank you. Thank no. you. It's resting into like the hammock of his grace. Oof, Just Lisa. hanging in there. You guys, buy Lisa's book. It's coming in the future. <laughs> I keep telling her to write it. Maybe just need to be my ghost writer for this book uh, that I'm supposed to be working on. Because she can turn a phrase. Okay, resting in the hammock of God's grace. Yeah. That's where I want to be. I don't necessarily want every story tied up with a bow. I'm all for bows. I'm all for bows. I would love a bow. But I believe he's good in the middle of And it. if there's no bow, there's no bow. And that's Amen. okay because he is still good. Mm-hmm. He is still faithful. Mm-hmm. He is still mine. Mm-hmm. That is not going to change. The real My list might giver. change. Mm-hmm. He is not going to change. Amen. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh, great. So good. We need to do this more often. We need to do this cyclically. You will come again, right? I will come again. Yes. I'm already starting to panic about it. Thank you. No, thank, no, no, no. <laughs> but, but thank you for sharing. Um, do you feel like, do you feel like you're willing to pray for somebody? Do you feel like we can wrap it up? Do you want to do anything else? I just, yeah. I, I want to so leverage having you here. Mm. And at the same time, I love what you've shared. I know you. Not inside and out, Lisa, but I feel like you've been true to who you are. So that mm. part I love. Good. Because I spit it all out there now. <laughs> <laughs> I had this one friend that said, I know it's, you told me what it air, when it airs, now I'm getting nervous. I'm like, listen, listen, yeah. this is a good thing. When you tell of who God is and who he is in your life and how he's shown up, it's always a good thing. Yeah. So thank you. Well, for that's, what, that's what I've hoped that I've done today. You've done a good job. I, I, I'm not rating you. Thank you for just being yeah. you. I'd be happy You're to pray gift. for You're whoever yeah. is listening pray. who might ever listen. And um, then I, if, I just want to bless you as my friend and pray yeah. for whoever's listening. And then we'll close. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you that you are as real as my friend sitting across the table from me here today. Thank you that you love us. I know all of us have different lists that we could accumulate um it's it's a little staggering to write it all down and to go these are the things i have suffered through i've walked through things i'm still walking through that might be hard we all have a list like that lord and i pray that you would make yourself such a felt presence in people's lives people that are listening right now and they're reviewing their list in their own mind i pray that you would be a felt presence in their life that you would begin to bore into them the things that you want them to have as their own to hold. I know what my three or four things are. I pray that you would give somebody their things, that you would refine them. They'd find something beautiful in you, something faithful in you. And they'd find a way to keep one nostril of water. Yes, Lord. Because you are good, you are faithful, and you are enough. Lord, I know those things. I pray you help me know them more. I want to know you more, Jesus. Thank you for Rachel. Thanks for this very cool opportunity and I pray a blessing on her how she opens the door for so many people how she is curious she's truly spiritually curious about other people thank you for that gift and I pray that you would bless her over and over for 
all the times that she opens up the door on the Real Deal podcast to give people a chance to sit down, walk through, and to tell of what you have done and what you might be pleased Mm -hmm. to do. Amen. Mm -hmm. Father, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for this time here to just have with my dear friend, Lord, many, many years, many conversations, lots of hours spent together and with our kids. And and though there's distance, God, I just thank you how you knit people's hearts together. It's of you. It's a design of the Lord for the body to be pulled together in ways that mutually benefit one another and for helping out. And I thank you for your kindness to know who we would know and who we would be living near. And you say in Acts that you desire the exact times and places in which we are to live. And so so that we would know you and know that you are a good God, although you're not far away, it says. I just, I thank you, God, for the time that we lived in Minneapolis together and the times that we learned to love one another and be in community and that our husbands know each other and that our kids know each other. I thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. I thank you for Lisa. I thank you for who she is in the kingdom. I thank you for the giant that she is, and I thank you for the forerunner that she is and the advocate that she is. I thank you for the curious one that does go and research and figures out, Lord, because she wants to do things well and for your glory. And I thank you for that. And Lord, I thank you for how you're going to bless her and you're going to bless Tay and you're going to bless the family because you do not change and you can't lie. And you've told them that you will be their abundant compensation and Mm -hmm. that you're a really good God. So I just say more, more Jesus, more. And I thank you. Bless our audience, God, whoever's listening today or in the future, I pray that you would know that God loves you with an everlasting love, that God is good and he is sovereign. He is for you. (laughs) He is for you. He's never against you. He proved it. He who did not spare his own son, but graciously gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? May you rest in the truth of that. And if you're in a storm right now, I just say, peace be still. May the ever-present help come to you. He's a person. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you all for joining me. Thank you, Lisa. You're very welcome. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah, You've been listening it. to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace.